Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Weekly Pickoff. We are officially done with week one of the 2021 NFL season, and it was quite a weekend. So let me just recap for you a little bit about what happened in week one. So last week, Zach and I disagreed on five games. We both were right about two of those games. I was just right about three of them. So the trophy's coming home. Yeah. How do you feel about that, my friend? You know, considering the last game that really kind of decided it was this Miami-New England game that, uh, you know, one point was the margin of victory. I don't feel too bad. Uh, And, you know, honestly, uh, everything else went perfectly for me. Uh, I won (laughs) all three of my fantasy weeks. Uh, the Eagles won. Every other NFC team, NFC East team lost. It's true. And, uh, so I couldn't have had a better weekend other than this. So, you know, you can't win them all. You can't. You know? and, and here's what I would say about that Patriots-Dolphins game. Don't say considering that because a win is a win. Yeah, of course. So I told you I was going to clear off a spot on my desk for that trophy can't wait to uh, get that back on my porch this week and uh it's gonna have its nice little home here for a little while can't wait to hang on to it for a few weeks you know yeah we'll have to see uh what becomes of the little logo because i really like the billy goat tom brady thing i don't want to get rid of that it's a cool little cartoon <laughs> you wrote. did we ever post that on instagram yeah we did okay we did. cool 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 so yeah we i gotta did. i gotta I write over that now so Anyways, I gotta I gotta come up with something creative. But uh yeah, listen I mean like you might have had a really great week fantasy wise, but I did not. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh there was a lot of star players that had rough weeks. We had some injuries, (sighs) obviously. We had Jerry Judy go on what looked like it was going to be a season ending injury. I mean, when I watched the play, the guy that landed on his ankle, I mean, I thought his ankle looked like it was flopping around. I'm like, Oh, he broke it. He tore something. And now like, it's not whatever high ankle sprain four to six weeks. I was like really surprised that that's all it was. Yeah. Freaking Raheem Moster. I mean, stop. I feel, I feel so bad (sighs) for the guy, but I mean, it, it's a little bit of a fool me once, you know, fool me twice, fool me 87 times now with this guy. You, know, you don't have any control over it if you're Raheem Mostert, but man. Uh, We're going to call him Glassbones from now on. Poor guy. Uh, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, I wasn't starting him anywhere, um, but I do have him rostered in a couple leagues and... Uh, you, you drop him now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right. You could put him in an IR spot. I'm no. a little more aggressive when it comes to like, if I, again, if I have an IR spot, obviously you're not just going to cut him, but he's uh, done for the season. Is he officially done for the season? now? He, he announced on social media that he is done for the season. They initially said eight weeks and that's, then he came out and said, Nope, I'm having surgery. I'm done. Yeah. That's so what you, I was you're looking at was him. eight weeks. Yeah. You're dropping him. Uh, man, I don't even know if he's really worth a roster spot in a dynasty league where you have 25 roster spots because 
I mean, those young guys aren't giving that job back, and Mm-mm. he's he's gotten injured three years in a row now. So I, I don't really know what you could do with him. Um, right. Saquon Barkley, pretty poor game. Uh, mm-hmm. Did get ten carries, so it was nice to see them give him a little bit of work. But man, that that offensive line for the Giants is bad. <laughs> it's bad. And then let's just move right into the quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. Hip subluxation. I, I'll have to do my my Googles and my Gray's Anatomy research tonight to figure out what that is. Yeah, for real. Um, but uh, I guess he's going to be out for a long period of time. Uh, they mm-hmm. did put him on the injured reserve. Uh, mm-hmm. As of about five years ago, you can bring a player back from the injured reserve after eight weeks. So this is not a guaranteed season ender um, like it used to be when you go on the IR. Um, right. It's Taylor Heineke season. Let's see what he's got. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance that Washington would pick up Cam Newton? I mean, makes sense to me. I I don't know what else. I mean, I look at their roster. They're obviously going to pick up a quarterback because, you know, you lose one of your two or three quarterbacks. You have to replace them with someone. It's just, are you going to spend the, I don't know, $4 million it costs to get Cam Newton? Or are Mm -hmm. you going to get some very low end guy that's, you know, belongs kind of on, you know, waivers, so to speak. And, and, you know, pay them the, like the veteran minimum. I don't know. Uh, this to me, this is a team Washington that has playoff aspirations. They've mm-hmm. got an elite defense, and so mm-hmm. to me, don't waste the season. Like, sure. go be aggressive. You know what I was thinking yesterday, and this won't happen in season trades, especially for quarterbacks. Just really don't happen. If mm-hmm. I'm Washington, I am on the phone with Green Bay right now, offering four first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're probably not doing it, but you know. That's that to me is the confidence I have in this Washington football team is they are a quarterback away. And we thought Ryan Fitzpatrick had a chance to be that quarterback. We know he's inconsistent. Um, Yeah, I don't know. uh, This this could be a wasted season for them. So disappointing. But Taylor Heineke did have some really bright moments at the end of last season. So, I mean, we never know. But at this point, it's not looking like the ideal situation. You know how I like to idealize backup quarterbacks. So what am I saying? It's probably the worst situation possible. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. Taylor Heineke could be worth picking up and sticking on your bench in in a fantasy football league if you're not quite sure what your quarterback is doing. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a two-quarterback league, for sure. Yeah. you know, this is a guy that Washington did give some money to this offseason. I think oh, they gave him yeah. two or three years. And, yep. you know, it wasn't starter money by any stretch, but it was, please stay here. You know, we want to see what we have in you money. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Fitzpatrick wins the job in the preseason. We all expected that. But sure. uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, missing Curtis Samuel stinks for them. Uh, but mm-hmm. I do still like the rest of their their talent, their their weapons, and I think their offensive line's all right too. So if they yeah. can just get average quarterback play, they could win the division. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still agree with that. And um I would say the other thing, the other injury that is worth noting is Adam Schefter said OBJ was more than likely gonna play and injury list came out before the game and he was inactive. So we've still got uh We've still got an inactive OBJ recovering from that ACL tear on the Cleveland Browns, but um, they played pretty darn well without him, I'd say. 
I uh, told my father-in-law that I would start Odell Beckham Jr. over Debo Samuel before the Sunday games started. I did start OBJ over Debo Samuel. Oh, you did? No. Oh, no. 32 points on my bench. Thank you very much. Fortunately, you know, uh, Gary, my father-in-law, he did know that Odell Beckham Jr. was out for his game. But uh, by that point, Debo Samuel was done scoring already. So he was able to put Odell on his bench. But the Debo thing, it was it was done already. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I had to uh, replace Odell with Henry Ruggs, who got me like six points, which was worthless. And I also had Raheem Mostert starting, who got me two points before he was injured. So it was a real, uh, real doozy of a week. All right. I want to introduce something, and we actually haven't even talked about this. So, oh, uh, go for it. Let's hear it. So last week, we kind of did a give me your one fantasy football takeaway from this matchup. Uh-huh. I want you to give me your one week one takeaway from the two teams that we'll be talking about when we get into the matchups. So, you know, we're going to start off here with the Giants and the Washington football team. What uh-huh. was your like week one? You don't have to answer it right this second, but what was your week one takeaway of kind of the direction of these teams or, you know, just kind of what you saw, what you, how that impacts how you're thinking, because, you know, uh, for mm-hmm. example, the Houston Texans sure showed us something we were not <laughs> expecting to see in week one. So, you know, you have to at least consider that in your analysis. Right. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit of that in our, in our discussion today. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, if we just want to jump right in, why don't you start with um, Giants at Washington and give me your thoughts? Yeah, uh, so obviously, you know, we just went in depth with the quarterback situation for Washington. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, watching the Giants play was was an atrocity. I mean, their offensive line is bad. It's yeah. real, real bad. And so for me... Uh, I'm actually going to go New York just because I don't love a team on a short week with a new quarterback. Hmm. But this is a game that I think is going to be gross, ugly, 19 to 16 Giants. Uh, I do think Saquon Barkley gets back on track a little bit here. Uh, You know, I'm not expecting him to have 120 yards or anything like that, but he could have 75 or 80. And then you're like, okay, he's starting to warm back up a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I would be... I would be panicking a little bit if this, you know, Thursday, if he plays, uh, which there's a chance that they're just going to sit him out, which honestly I think might be wise. But anyways, if he plays and he has another poor game, I'm going to start worrying quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for me, week one takeaway, um, the NFC East is as bad as we thought it was. Um, and injuries are not helping the, uh, the cause, especially for, uh, Washington right now. Sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to disagree right off the bat. I, I think that Washington, if there's a team that they can beat coming off of that loss, coming off of that key injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's the giants, you know, um, if they want to come out and they want to prove something, this is the, the game to do it in. Um, I do hear what you're saying, and I think that that's absolutely valid. But um, 
But I do think that Washington still has a lot more pieces than the Giants do. And Taylor Heineke has been in the system. It's not like he's brand new. It's not like he's a rookie. It's not like he's coming out of nowhere. It's not like he doesn't have chemistry with any of the players on the team. Um, So they have that a little bit to their advantage as well. I would say that my takeaway from this, um, I'm just going to build a little bit on what we said last week about Logan Thomas. I think that this gives him another opportunity with Washington to really show what he's made of Um, with, with Curtis Samuel being out. We didn't know that last week Um, with him being out. And now with, um, you know, being able to build off of some of the chemistry that he may have had with Taylor, Taylor Heineke late in the season last year. Um, Yeah. I think that this could really be, a pivotal moment for him as a player to show what he's got. So that's what I've got. We'll find out on Thursday night football what happens. Um, Let's go ahead and move on to Sunday. So the first game that we're going to talk about here, we've got the Patriots going to the Jets. Um, I don't think we're going to disagree this time. I do have the Patriots winning this game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, me too. And uh, I I don't really see too much different with New York. Honestly, they feel very similar to last year. I I do think that their coaching is better. Um, I think that their quarterback play will be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I I did like what I saw out of Corey Davis. He had, I think, five catches for just under 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to see them actually have like a number one receiver. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since that's been the case. I mean, they did have Robbie Anderson for a while, but uh, more of a two in my opinion. And, and Corey Davis, while I thought he was more of a two, played like more of a one. So mm-hmm. uh, if that's something they can continue to build on, at least they could have some identity in their passing game because, right. you know, I just feel like they've been grasping at straws for years. Um, I did like uh, what we saw from new england obviously it didn't result in a win it did result in a one one point loss uh mac jones did have some rookie mistakes you know first starting game not crazy surprising i liked what their defense did held the opponents to 17 points it's supposed to be a really hot potentially you know hot uh, miami dolphins offense last week and uh you know they did some nice things i like what jalen waddle did um but uh yeah i thought i thought New England held their own on defense like they always do. Uh, give me New England and uh, yeah, just give me New England. Uh, New York's got a ways to go before they're, I think, on uh, that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would pretty much largely agree with that. And my takeaway from um, yeah from this matchup would be that yeah, the Jets do have a great number one receiver in Corey Davis, and it looks like that's going to work to their advantage even if as a team they haven't really made many strides forward. So, yeah. Um, okay. Next game, Denver Broncos versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Were we really wrong about the Jaguars? Like, okay, not really wrong. We were saying like, they're probably going to be a little better than last year. They're not really better than last year. Are they? Yeah. I'm not going to make a whole sale kind of call like that after one game. Uh, it's as bad as it could be in one game. Like it, it couldn't have been worse. Um, and it's super disappointing, but uh, you know, I, I thought Trevor Lawrence looked good outside of his interceptions. I thought the rest of the game, he played really, really well, three passing touchdowns. Uh, you know, he, he honestly looked like a really 
high level talent quarterback in his first game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, to me, I think that his raw talent is going to win them a few more games than they would have dreamed of winning last year. Um, But yeah, you know what was really confusing to me is the level of disrespect for James Robinson from Mm -hmm. the Jaguars is insane to me. You know, this guy just balls out of his mind last year. And what do they do? They draft a running back in the first round, you know, to essentially replace him in the long term, but at least compete with him in the short term. Mm -hmm. And then that guy gets hurt. And now you're giving Carlos Hyde legitimate carries over James Robinson. James Robinson's a good player. It just makes no sense. And, you know, their, their offense struggled because they couldn't get anything together. You know, 21 points. For Jacksonville, 332 passing yards. Uh, you know, it just, I, I don't know. I, I The whole situation is weird to me. I think uh, Urban Meyer is a college coach trying to coach in the NFL, and it's just not going to work. I, I really am low on um, Urban Meyer, and, and I just wonder if this is going to work out. But uh, I do like Trevor Lawrence. Give me Denver. I know I haven't said a word about Denver yet. Uh, <laughs> I, I, It's just obviously the number one overall pick is the bigger story here. Teddy Bridgewater looked good. Obviously, you lose Jerry Judy, and that really sucks. Uh, I mean, he was off to a great start, too. You know, it really looked like, all right, here's the breakout season, Jerry Judy. Like, everyone's been talking it up. And then a dude lands on his ankle. And, and mm-hmm. again, like I said earlier, I thought he was done for the year. But... Um, yeah, I, I I like Denver as just a complete team. Um, yeah. I think they're a complete team. I don't think they're an elite team. I don't get those two words confused. But uh, give me Denver. Um, Denver's a team that, you know, with what I saw last week, they might sneak in the playoff picture. Hmm. Um, you know, you got a quarterback that takes care of the ball and decent weapons and a decent defense, and all of a sudden – you got a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I also have Denver in this game. I think I may have I may have been wrong about Melvin Gordon. Um, you know, he had 11 carries for 101 yards and one touchdown, and I thought that he was just done. I thought that his time had passed and he was going to get replaced. And um, I mean, he he did well. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he's going to be a productive running back for Denver this year. But yeah, I agree. They are getting like Cortland Sutton's coming back. Um, I still like Tim Patrick. It looks like Noah Fant's going to uh, be all right to play. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Denver does have a lot of those pieces. There's just a lot of question marks within those pieces. So um, I was also hearing that now that Jerry Judy is out for a while, KJ Hamler is going to get some reps. So we're going to get to see what their depth looks like at wide receiver. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but uh, I'll take Denver in this game. Okay, the time has come to talk about our beloved Philadelphia Eagles who are hosting the San Francisco 49ers in their home opener this week. Um, Man, I told you, I think I told you on Saturday that I was hoping that the Eagles would surprise you. And they did. They did. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel, I mean, I'm happy. I'm really surprised. And so it's hard for me to, 
you know, almost, you know, as a fan, take quote unquote credit for it. Obviously, there's really <laughs> no way to take credit for it as a fan. But, you know, when you call something and you say, oh, this is going to happen, like we'll talk about the uh, the Saints and the Packers later. I mean, I really feel mm-hmm. I feel smart after that. <laughs> so but I do not feel smart with the Eagles game. Uh, the Falcons are really bad. I yep. did not realize how bad they were. And I don't want to yep. take anything away from the Eagles because, you know, Jalen Hurts played a great game, almost completed mm-hmm. 80% of his passes, mm-hmm. really didn't make mistakes. You know, second year quarterback in like his fifth start. Yep. Low mistakes. That's yep. exciting to me. Devonta Smith looked like a true number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Jalen Rager got involved, uh, you know. Kenneth Gainwell was a surprise. Uh, I didn't think they were going to get him involved that early. I'll toot my own horn a little bit on that one. I know we had talked about Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell there. We had. Uh, You know, Kenneth Gainwell is just a guy that is the size of like an Austin Eckler. Mm -hmm. and, And he's very much in that mold. And, you know, just those guys just always seem to find roles, whether or not that they ever become like the lead guy. And it's rare, you know. But uh, those guys just always seem to get on the field. And, uh, you know, Boston Scott is pretty much left for dead. I was actually reading some report about how Nick Sirianni forgot Boston Scott's name in an interview. And I was just (gasps) like, oh, geez. So, no. uh, (laughs) But uh, but yeah, you know, overall, super impressed. Honestly, the thing I was impressed the most with the Eagles in week one was their defensive line. And that was the thing that I got excited for going into it. It was the only thing, honestly. Their defensive line dominated all game. They rushed four the whole game. They barely blitzed. And they were in Matt Ryan's face all game long. There was about three plays Atlanta had where they ran the ball well, and then the rest of the game, we just shut them down. Uh, Super exciting to see, you know, what I thought was kind of an old, done roster show a lot of life, a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. Um, All of that to say... Give me the 49ers. I just think that they have an elite defense. I mm-hmm. don't understand what they're doing with their quarterbacks. <laughs> but, you know, I think that it's working. They obviously scored 41 points. Oh, they had a very nice score against uh, Detroit. Did you see that score? The Debo score? No, no, no. Did you see the final score? I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm smiling about the Eagles Super Bowl here. It's 41 to oh, 33 was the final score. I see. I see. I see. Yep. 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 So anyways, uh, you know, a lot of these Detroit points, you know, you look at, oh, 33 points. Well, they must not have an elite defense. That was a lot of catch up. The 49ers were, you know, out ahead early and often. Uh yeah, so it's the 49ers for me, but, you know, last week, if I didn't know the result of week one, I would say that it was going to be a blowout. Now I mm-hmm. think it's going to be interesting, and mm-hmm. I definitely think the Eagles have a shot. Like, there's they're they're live in this game. Right. Right, and, and this is a hard game for me. I said even before we hit record, like, I was really struggling with this one because I 100% agree with everything you said the wild card for me in this is that philadelphia this is their home opener in front of fans that they haven't had in how long sure we saw what happened 
in Las Vegas this week in overtime with a crowd who was in that stadium for the very first time. Like you can't discredit that. And so that that's what makes it really tough for me because I really do think the Eagles have an outside chance. And if, if they win this game this week, I think that next week we're having a whole different conversation about the Philadelphia Eagles and the trajectory of their season. However, I played it a little safe and I did pick the 49ers in this one. I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised. I want my Eagles to pull it out. I want to to I want to be surprised and know that they're better than they were thought to be. Well, but I it, just think that logic tells me that it has to be the 49ers. Well, if the Eagles do pull it out, you can tell the Eagles in person that you didn't pick them because somebody's going to be at the game this Sunday. Oh, no. Do I have to switch my pick now? I don't know. I, I mean, you what what do you feel decent? Like, how can you hold together your dignity? What do you need to do here? Oh, no. I think you might just have to stick with your pick and then just feel bad about it. No, no, no. just have no. to stew. No, no, no. I'm crossing it out. Oh, she's flip-flopping. Look at that. I talked you out of it. All right. Okay. Give me Philadelphia. I don't want to have any guilt. <laughs> I don't want to have any guilt. If you, All right. If you lose this week on that, are we going to laugh so <laughs> hard? Better not. Okay, so we're disagreeing on that one. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Can't wait to talk about that one next week. Okay, the Buffalo Bills are looking to redeem themselves in Miami against the Dolphins. This was a tough one for me, once again. Um, The Bills did not look bad. The Steelers just looked way better than I expected them to. And you probably called that. I just, man, I did not expect the Bills to lose that game whatsoever. Um, TJ Watt just signed a contract. Maybe that had something to do with it. Do you see um, him do uh, throw up the Johnny Manziel after oh uh, after he had that? I think it was a sack. Yeah. Uh, he yep. he did the money sign because uh, yep. he's got a whole lot of uh, the Rooney's family's money. That's for sure. Yeah. And deservedly see- so. He was dominant. Uh, Yeah, I know. Here's the thing with this Bills-Dolphins game. I still, I really like the Dolphins defense. I still do. Um, I think that Tua pleasantly surprised me. Um, But I think the Bills are going to have something to prove in this game. And I say that a lot because I see it a lot. I think that the Bills need need to show the world that they are still good, uh, that they can still win and that they have a shot. They're still my Super Bowl team. Um, yeah, give me the bills in this game. I, I, I don't think that week one was indicative of what we're going to see from them the rest of the season. Yeah. And we, we see Tua a little differently and that's fine. Uh, for me, I'm, uh, I'm going to go Buffalo. I, I do like Josh Allen, obviously not as much as some people, but I do like Josh <laughs> Allen and, uh, I think they're a complete team. I mean, look at this Devin Singletary, 72 rushing yards. It's possible for someone to run for yards for them. That's not named Josh Allen. Who would have thought, yeah. 
I know. And uh, yeah, to me, it was just an up and down performance for Tua, in my opinion. And then, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, they're going to get Will Fuller back this week. And does that play a big factor? Will Fuller's like the big speed threat. And Mm -hmm. maybe that opens things up underneath. You know, you had... Uh, Zach or Zach Kasicki, that's not right. <laughs> Mike Kasicki. Mike Kasicki, uh, with zero catches. You know, yeah. lots of people starting the, uh, him in in their fantasy lineups, and so obviously super disappointment. Um, uh, we'll see if that opens up the underneath, and then of course Will Fuller can go for a sixty yard touchdown on any play. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just can he stay healthy, and you know, obviously with the suspension, can he avoid performance enhancing drugs? Mm-hmm. Obviously. If you're betting that, your odds are not great. However, you have to just understand the reality that he's going to help the team probably more than he would help like your fantasy football team. Mm -hmm. And uh, it definitely makes the game interesting. It could get high scoring. There could be, you know, a lot of bomb plays to Stephon Diggs and, you know, Waddle and Fuller and and who knows? Uh, Two teams that really don't run the ball super well. Um, and, and it could be a crazy game. I'm going Buffalo. I think they're just a better football team. I like Josh Allen a lot better than Tua. Sometimes it's that simple to me. Who has the better quarterback? Who has the better team? Bills. Uh, on the road, I don't care. Yeah. All right. Next game. Los Angeles Rams are going to Indianapolis to face the Colts. Um... Let's just take a moment to brag about your man crush, Matt Stafford, who was 20 for 26, 321 yards and three touchdowns with L.A. I love it. Uh, Wow. Wow is all I have to say. Yeah. And and honestly, he could have had more, but, uh, you know, they they were running the ball at the end of the game. Uh, efficient no turnovers he's got weapons yeah i mean their fifth best option on offense is probably deshaun jackson i know you know and deshaun jackson had two catches for 21 yards but just the way you have to play him changes everything cooper cup seven catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown like mm-hmm. you can't guard everything. Tyler Higby's a quality tight end. Robert Woods is so consistent every year. Van Jefferson had a 67 yard touchdown. Like this is a guy that was drafted in the third round last year. People yep. forget about him. Cause you know, know, you only want to talk about cup and woods, but like, this is a guy that has a chance to be a piece of this offense. Yep. Honestly, very much in a Deshaun Jackson role, maybe Absolutely. who better to learn from in that style than Deshaun Jackson. I, and then I think the big worry was, you know, obviously you lost Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Were you going to get reasonable production from Daryl Henderson? And, you know, 16 carries for 70 yards. That's and fine. That's yeah. And a touchdown. That, that's fine. Four and a half yards a carry. Uh, that's good. You know, especially when you have, you know, he played like an elite quarterback, Matt Stafford. I thought the Bears defense, you know, coming into this year was great. And, you know, is it just Matt Stafford having a great game or is are the Bears defense maybe not quite as good as we thought? I, I need to see a couple more games to really to know for sure. Yeah. Um, 
And then on the Indianapolis side, uh, you know, maybe I'll just ask you, what was your impressions of Carson Wentz? Uh, Obviously, you know, they lose the first game and, you know, Seattle, I mean, just went all over them early. Long touchdowns to Tyler Lockett and and uh, but yeah, what was your impression of the Colts? Well, it's hard. It's hard to say. Um, Wentz is still getting sacked <laughs> and Wentz still fumbling, is still fumbling the football. Yeah. Um, you know, you would think that coaching would make a difference. You know, last year we continuously thought it's a coaching issue. It's a coaching issue. It's a coaching issue. He didn't have a full training camp to practice with that foot surgery. So did that play into it? I don't know. Or is this just the kind of player he is? Hmm. And if it is, then I, I don't, it's not going to help them. It's not going to help their case. It's not going to help their playoff chances. Um, I still think that they have an excellent defense. That's going to be really hard for teams to go up against. Um, I think that they have some absolute weapon weapons on offense. They've got Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines played just as well. Uh, he just signed a contract extension. They've got Michael Pittman. They've got a couple of tight ends that I really like. Um, you know, they have a lot of pieces. Carson Wentz is just a really big question mark for me. And I want him to do well. I, I want, I want him to play well because he's a likable guy, but like, I just, I just don't know. Yeah. And let me give you my pick here and just a tiny bit more analysis. Um, the Indianapolis Colts offense is their running backs. Uh, you know, between Taylor and Hines, there was 26 carries and 12 receptions. I mean, that is just a ton of production from your running backs. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's been the case forever with Philadelphia with Carson Wentz. I mean, mm-hmm. Miles Sanders was getting involved and you had Darren Sproles getting involved a few times that he was healthy. And yep. obviously, um, you had Corey Clement, who was always catching passes for us. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, it just seems like more of the same. And I think a lot of people were really hoping to see Michael Pittman Jr. go down the field and catch some of these long passes. The same with Zach Pascal. And while Zach Pascal had a very nice game with two touchdowns, mm-hmm. you didn't really see any of the deep shots. The longest completion on the day was a 24-yarder to Paris Campbell. Yeah. Um, we're not seeing the thing that we thought like, okay, well maybe Phillip rivers was a little bit better than Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz could throw the ball down the field. Whereas Phillip rivers doesn't quite have the arm to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get to see any of that. And there was lots of opportunity for him to throw the ball down the field because they were trailing most of the game. So I'm yeah. a little confused with that. Um, I say all that and I, I, I'm going to take the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Matt Stafford looks great right now. And to me, Wentz looks average. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is a Rams team. I mean, we've talked about it in the offseason. Like, they are a title contender. Yeah. Especially if they start off strong and, like, clearly they're cohesive. And, like, anytime you have a new quarterback on your roster, the question is, how quick is he going to get integrated? 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it feels like the answer is pretty quick for, for Matt <laughs> Stafford. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I still like Indianapolis. I do have them starting 0-2. But mm-hmm. I, I think I actually, when we were doing our projections for the season, I did that same thing. Yep. And then, you know, had them win like nine of their next 11 games or something like that. So yeah, I still, and- you know, even with a slow start, I'm still with the Colts. Just I'm expecting this slow start. So. Yeah, and I think that we both said that, too. We were like, you know, it's probably going to take a little while, but once they get into the season, the, the start of their season is just so tough. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I'm also taking the Rams on this one. Um, yeah, not discounting the Colts, but um, just, yeah, the Rams have what it takes. They're, yeah, say no more. <laughs> um Let's go ahead and move on to the Raiders versus the Steelers. Man, that game was so good. So good. Ah, what in the world? I thought for sure that they lost that game when they scored the touchdown uh, in overtime, but then didn't actually get the touchdown. It got reviewed. It was down at the one. And then they blew it. I mean, they had it. They had three attempts in theory from the one yard line. They got stuffed on the first down, got a penalty on the second down threw an interception, either on second down again or third down. And you're like, Oh my gosh, now the Ravens are going to steal this game after it was clearly over. Yep. And, uh, no Lamar Jackson fumbles the ball away. That cost, uh, somebody in one of my leagues, a game in their fantasy matchup. Uh, and this was after they were ahead. So they're ahead because Lamar Jackson did stuff for them. And now they, he fumbles and they lose. So totally brutal. Um, yeah, you know, Las Vegas definitely surprised me. I I was very confident that Baltimore was going to win that game. And so, you know, obviously dead wrong there. I was happy to see Baltimore and I know we're obviously not talking about Baltimore right now, but their running game did look nice, uh, Mm -hmm. with all those new pieces in there. So that was cool. Um, I do think it, uh, the reason I brought that up is because uh, Najee Harris had a very kind of average game for his rookie yeah. debut. And I expect mm-hmm. him to get back, not back on track because he's never been on track of the NFL. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I expect him to have a kind of nice breakout game. Like I, I could see him having 110 yards against the the, the Raiders, especially at home. Um, I have Pittsburgh winning the game. Uh, I think Big Ben has a better game. His home road splits are insane. Like his, if you just look at him historically, he scores like a touchdown and a half more at home for his career than on the road. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know if his mom has like some good cooking or what it is, <laughs> but like take that woman on the road with you because you stink on the road and you're tremendous at home. Uh, yeah. It's pretty crazy, but uh, yeah, back at home, home cooking. Um. Yeah, give me the Steelers. Yeah, I agree. I think what surprised me the most about the Raiders was their defense, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, Darren Waller as their top receiver, that was a surprise to nobody. Would I have liked to see Ruggs get more catches? Would I have liked to see more production out of him now that Nelson Aguilar is in New England? Yes. But if you look at the stats for uh, – for the Raiders defense. I mean, they had three sacks, four tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hits on Lamar Jackson, who is speedy. (laughs) I mean, that it's just, it's one of those things that you're like, 
wow, okay, I, I didn't think that it was going to be this even of a game defensively, and it was. And um, I think that was a pleasant surprise for me. I do still have the Steelers um, in this game. Like you said, they are at home. They came out and uh, made me eat crow last week because I just didn't think that they were as good as people were saying they were, and I am wrong. Um, So, yeah, give me the Steelers, but I think this is going to be – it'll be a good game, I think, Uh, better than I would have expected a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think we both agree there for sure. Um, Okay, so then we have the Cincinnati Bengals going to Chicago to face the Bears. Um, The Bengals were also – pleasantly surprising they were they were and you know i think most people i think you and i uh definitely thought that they'd get off to a bit of a slow start you know burrow coming back from his injury jamar chase having not played football in basically two years at this point Mm -hmm. uh but you know they played really well uh came out with the win in overtime against a team we thought that was a little bit better than them in minnesota you know, mm-hmm. overcame the fact that Kirk Cousins had 350 yards. Yep. And uh, Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. I mean, they really ran the offense. Joe Mixon for 120 yards rushing. And yep. uh, Jamar Chase just looked like a really nice number one receiver. And, you know, this is his first game, again, in like two years. And I just think that there's so much upside for this pairing. Jamar mm-hmm. Chase and, and Joe Burrow. And, and I just think this could be a thing for a, such a long time, maybe eight years or potentially even longer, where where these guys are just a premier pairing in the league. Um, I'm, I'm all in on the hype train for fantasy football purposes on Jamar Chase. Um, I do have Cincinnati winning. I'm going to predict that the bears are not going to win a game until they switch quarterbacks. I am with you. I'm with you. So that's how I feel about it. I don't, I think these teams are extremely evenly matched. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't really like Cincinnati's defense particularly. Um, but, uh, yeah, give me the team that has momentum that has excitement with their quarterback and their wide receiver. And, um, every time that Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is a wet blanket. Like <laughs> it will cover you, but it will feel gross and you will not be happy about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You I need agree. to take I've the wet it. blanket off and throw it. Yeah. Maybe just in the garbage. Forget the dryer. <laughs> and poor Nick Foles is still standing poor on the sideline in street Foles. clothes. Man. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I've got Cincinnati on that one. Okay. The Bengals. Um, we've got to talk about the Texans here because they are going to Cleveland to meet the Browns, who were so close to upsetting the Chiefs. Holy moly. I was on the edge of my seat, and then Baker Mayfield just let me down. He let me down. Well, you picked the Chiefs. I did, but I love the Browns. Oh, my gosh. I was rooting for them, Zach. Okay, so let me ask you this. Which would you have been happier about? The Browns win, but so do the Patriots. Therefore, I win the weekly pickoff. Or the result that did happen? Uh, Put you on the, the spot. 
I guess the result that it happened. No, but like I it no, that's not a fair question. The question is how deep does your passion and love for the Browns go? <laughs> that's not a fair question though because we're not talking about the Patriots. The Patriots lost, okay? I was right about that. Right, but I'm rather... just trying to create a situation where you lose the weekly pickoff but get the Browns win. So sure. let me let me answer the question a little bit differently. I would have rather had one less win there for the go. week and had the Browns win than to win that pick and see Kansas City win. Gotcha. Okay. I would have rather been wrong about the pick. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I, I figured I figured that was the case. I figured that was the case. You know, it's a little bit of the question of like, do you root for your fantasy team or do you root for your real team? And so, right. like, you know, uh, I have Calvin Ridley in one of my leagues. And yes, I'm actively rooting for Calvin Ridley to catch passes against my Eagles. I know a lot of people will hate that. I completely respect your opinion. This is my opinion and it is valid. And you do not have to like it. <laughs> but I will always root for the team that I have my hands on and I am creating and I do something with than the team that while I love watching the Eagles, I don't do anything for it. Like it has nothing to do with me. If I died tomorrow, the Eagles would be what they would have been if I lived for the next 50 years. So I don't know. I, I just I've always felt more engaged with you know what i create so i don't know yeah anyways back to the topic here yeah well houston one week mirage right it can't mm -hmm. be real right no there's no way and and if the browns here's the thing if the browns almost upset the chiefs the texans are not going to go to cleveland and beat the browns yeah i agree i i completely agree and i Look, I, no one was more surprised that the Texans did what they did than I was. But let's put it into context. The Jaguars did win one game last year. It's true. It was week one. So, you know, we could have a Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars of 2020 repeat here where sure. they do their Jaguars impression and, you know, go 0-16 the rest of the way here. Uh, I am not predicting that. Obviously, Houston did show you something. They, they should. They can run the ball. Uh, yeah. I don't think that they ran it super efficiently, but they've got guys. Mark Ingram's not done, which I definitely thought he was. So I was proven right. wrong there. And then Tyrod Taylor looked all right. And, and you know. know, that might be enough to win them three games this year, which is two more than I predicted them for. I, so. what I was going to say about the Texans is the Jaguars made Tyrod Taylor look like a superhero. He really did. You know, I, I'm, Good for him with what happened last year, <laughs> you know, with with him getting what was it his lung punctured or whatever it was with that yeah. injection uh, freak accident. Obviously, we know Justin Herbert was going to win that job at some point anyway, but good for Tyrod Taylor to have one week in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it'll be shady for the rest of the year, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Give me the Browns on this one. Yeah, Cleveland by 100. Yep. OK, Uh New Orleans Saints going to Carolina to face the Panthers. Both of these teams are coming off of wins. And uh, yeah, you called that one. 100%. I'm tooting my horn over here. The uh, Packers looked bad. They looked so bad. And look, I wasn't predicting that they would look that bad. But no, I just had a feeling about the situation of like what the Packers went through this offseason with Aaron Rodgers, that that could negatively impact the team. And 
some people say, oh, that had nothing to do with it. It was just, you know, the Saints had a better game plan and whatever. That might be true. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers did come out in the in the postgame press conference and take, you know, a lot of accountability. And so that was nice to see. You know, he wasn't pointing the finger. Um, if they lose again this week, that could that could get grosser. And let's let's talk about Jameis Winston, because holy mm-hmm. crap, Jameis Winston. He had five touchdowns on the lowest yardage total, I think, in the last 60 years. (laughs) So efficient. And people, you know, I saw people on Twitter complaining that he didn't have more yards. He didn't need to have more yards. (laughs) Like, he did everything right, other than that one obvious interception that was called back on a bogus roughing the passer penalty. So he got away with one interception that absolutely was, but... The refs bailed him out. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this could be a. I mean, you already got an elite running back in Kamara. Their defense. I mean, they held the MVP to three points. Yeah. That's a good defense. Yep. Uh, and, and you know that's pretty much the same offense they had last year. They are missing some offensive linemen. Green Bay is. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I could not be more impressed with New Orleans. Um, I, I'm. I'm very close to taking back everything I said about Taysom Hill being the better starter for the team. Um, man, I could be dead wrong on that one. And I'll be happy about yeah. it because, you know, I, I have rooted for Jameis Winston, not to the level of like a Matt Stafford, but like is a guy that you just watch him and mm-hmm. you see he has talent. He just makes terrible choices sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. but how many guys could throw it, you know, 60 yards off their back foot with ease? Maybe like yeah. four guys in the NFL, and he's definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, this is a team that I'm going to get excited for. I'm already excited for it. Uh, give me New Orleans. I, Carolina looked fine. Uh, obviously, they played the Jets. You know, I, I need to see more for me mm-hmm. to buy into you. Yeah. Um, good job, Sam Darnold, having a fine game finally out of adam gase's stink mm-hmm. um give me new orleans i don't think it'll be close yep agreed All okay right. vikings are going to arizona to meet the cardinals who that was another wow of a game yeah uh i did not expect the cardinals to win by 25 points against no. a team that i have loved all offseason I know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll maybe break down the Arizona side of this because I, you know, I'm, I'm really all in on Kyler Murray. Why don't you kind of tell me, why don't you start off, what happened with the Titans? Can you can you shed some light on it? Because I just, I'm so confused. What happened? I, I'm still trying to figure that out, to be honest with you. Ryan Tannehill did not look good. No. Derrick Henry couldn't get into the end zone. A.J. Brown hardly did anything. He had four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Julio Jones, three catches for 29 yards. His longest catch was 10 yards. He had six targets. So he caught half of his targets. Like, what a disappointment. I mean... All offseason, we're talking about, you know, Ryan Tannehill. We're talking about Derrick Henry. We're talking about A.J. Brown. We're talking about Julio coming and signing with the 
uh, yeah. Was he traded? Sorry. Yeah, he was traded. Uh, My brain after a long day. No, you're um, good. Yeah, so from after Atlanta, being yep. traded from Atlanta, you know, we're talking about all these pieces. We're talking about their defense and all the pieces they put together in the offseason, and everything just looked like it absolutely fell apart. And they were at home. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, when I look at this game, the thing that just sticks out to me is the Arizona Cardinals defense is for real. You oh add J.J. Watt and, um, oh gosh, who had uh, Chandler Jones had, yep. let's see, five, five sacks. sacks. Five sacks. I think it's the most in like 40 years. Yep. Uh, a crazy game. And, you know, there was there was talk that he might leave the team because he was unhappy with his contract. And they didn't end up, you know, extending him or or renegotiating what he wanted. And so game one, he says, I'll take my money, please. And uh, (laughs) yeah, Chandler Jones, uh, highly underrated. People think that he's a little too old. They're crazy. That's all it came down to, to me. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill sacked six times. Um, That defensive line was in the backfield all game long. And so when I see Derrick Henry have you know, 58 yards, you know, I, okay. He still got 17 carries. Like he's still like, I'm not the, the question everyone wants to ask is, is Derrick Henry done? And the answer is no to me. Uh, the answer is absolutely no. I think they just had their offensive line got embarrassed by a great defensive line. That's yeah. really the entire story to me of the game. Uh, other than Kyler Murray being excellent. I think Kyler Murray is one of these top three or four quarterbacks in the league. I put him right up there with the Josh Allens. I put him right up there with the Aaron Rodgerses. And, you know, after week one, some people want to put Aaron Rodgers below that group. And uh, slow down. It's one game. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I just think Arizona's a complete team. Minus maybe the running game. I don't love it. But, I mean, when you have Kyler Murray – it's a little bit of the Buffalo Bills situation with Josh Allen. I mean, he'll right. make up for most of their rushing deficiencies, maybe from the running back position. Um, yeah, I'm not really impressed with Minnesota right now. I didn't think Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins was particularly good. Uh, it's Arizona for me. It's not close. Um, admittedly, Minnesota could win this game. Like, It's not close because I just think the odds are, you know, really high for Arizona, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch. I mean, maybe like a 10 to seven point game. And so, you know, if Minnesota hung around and maybe if they even got a win, it wouldn't blow me away. But um, I, I just think Arizona's defense is surprisingly good. Yeah. And uh, we already knew their offense was good. So, yeah, I think the, the, the difference between this matchup with the Vikings, that was not true. Um, uh, just kidding. That comment was going to be moot. Anyway, I was going to say something that applied to the Cardinals and not the Titans. So never mind. Um, <laughs> I told you my brain after a long day, man. Okay. <laughs> it's all good. So yes, give me the Cardinals. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens in this game here. Um, okay. Falcons, uh, versus Tampa Bay. I don't the, think there's a whole lot to the say. The quickest, <laughs> the quickest analysis. Uh, I mean, we already know we're both picking Tampa Bay. Yep. Atlanta looked horrible. Um, yep. You know, I still believe in Matt Ryan to throw for a lot of yards this year. They could not even come close to getting in the end zone. It was bad. Yep. They just like I 
we we've known for years they struggle in the red zone. We we've mm-hmm. known that, but to see it against a defense that I think most people thought was going to be poor or below average, I mean, they made us look like the '85 Bears. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Tampa Bay. I mean, they're they're five deep, four deep probably at elite weapons on the offensive end. Uh, Gronk is not done. Antonio Brown is not done. Tom Brady is not done. He will never be done. (laughs) Wade's kids will hear about how many yards Tom Brady had last weekend. Um, My son, Wade. (laughs) So (laughs) anyways, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay in a uh, in an absolute slaughtering. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the next two games are the two that were the hardest for me to pick. So buckle up. Um, we have the Titans, who we just talked about, going to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Um, tell me, tell me your thoughts on this game before I make my pick. Yeah, for me, it's Tennessee, and this is a coin flip game to me. Uh, I could have taken Seattle, honestly. In my brain, like Seattle's the ever so slightly better team, and I want to take Seattle. But I think when your back's up against the wall, going 0-2 is really bad in the NFL. And teams understand that. And Tennessee's a team that has high expectations. They certainly hope to win their division. They hope to have a chance to come out of the AFC. And Seattle knows they're going to be in the mix, regardless of whether they win this game or not. And it doesn't mean they're going to try less hard. It just means that uh, there's more riding on this game for Tennessee, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think Seattle's run defense is very good. And so... I think Derrick Henry finally gets going. I think that opens up the entire offense for them. They better figure out how to block, though, uh, Tennessee, because uh, what we saw last weekend is not going to get it done again. Obviously, Chandler Jones went off. He went crazy. Um, But, uh, yeah, give me Tennessee. Super close game. Could see it go either way. Um, If Tennessee gets blown out again, I mean – Let's sound the alarms because I don't know what the heck's going on. Their offensive line must be falling apart or something because, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think this is a tough one for me because when I look at the Seahawks and the Cardinals, the Cardinals obviously have the more elite defensive line. Um, However, when I look at their offenses, um, you know, Seattle – has a very similar receiving core, receiving type core. They as really do. The yeah, Cardinals do. Yeah. Um, even a very similar running back situation as the Cardinals do. And so while the defenses are different, and I think the Titans could probably do a lot more on offense and like get that together a little bit more. I just wonder, like, are they going to be able to figure out how to stop Seattle's offense? That's the bigger question for me. Let me tell you, I have Tyler Lockett in half of my leagues, and it was very nice. It (laughs) was very nice. So uh, they're wide receivers. They might have the best pairing of wide receivers in the entire league in in Metcalf and uh, Lockett. Yep. 
Well, and then you look at the, the, I mean, there were four touchdowns to each between Hopkins and Kirk for the Cardinals. Sure. And so you look at that and you're like, well, that could, that could easily be the Hawks. You could have two Metcalf touchdowns and two Lockett touchdowns. You, well, you know? almost did. Um, yeah, I know. And I mean, then you throw like Gerald Everett into the mix and you're like, all right. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Hawks on this one, but it's a very narrow margin. Um, I really do think that this is a coin flip, as you said. I agree with that one. And if the Titans pulled it out, I wouldn't be surprised. I probably wouldn't be disappointed. Okay, uh, next game, we have the Cowboys going to L.A. to face the Chargers. Um, Man, the Cowboys, to my dismay, looked better than I expected them to. Um, So did the Chargers. Sure, that's fair. It's another toss-up. So once again, I'm going to defer to your thoughts first. Okay, yeah, to me it's Dallas. I just think they're um, a top five offensive team, and uh, their defense is bad again. I mean, same song and dance, right, from the last couple of years. Um, I just think that this is going to be a game that they score like 35 to 38 points. And uh, I think Herbert, while he's been good, um, has shown a penchant for making some not so great throws, some interceptions. Um, Dak really takes care of the ball. He doesn't throw many interceptions. Um, I like this to be a game that uh, Ezekiel Elliott kind of gets back on the horse. Um, We still wonder about Austin Eckler, if he's going to be healthy. Uh, you know, because they're, they're really not involving him as much as we kind of expected. Um, got involved really early and then basically disappeared for us of the game. Um, man, it is so hard to, for me to pick Dallas because of their defense. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just think their offense is so good. It, to me, they're like probably a 500 team. You know, I have them winning the division, um, but in actuality, because their defense is so brutal. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going Dallas. Again, another close one. Um, yeah, I'll go Dallas. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this was the highest scoring game of the week by any stretch. Yeah. yeah, I agree with most of your analysis where I get a little bit hung up. And again, this is kind of the same thing with the last game. I play the comparison game a little bit where I go... Okay, Washington has an elite defense, and the Chargers were still able to pull out the win. Now, granted, they did lose Fitzpatrick halfway through the game. Right. So there was an offensive deficit. But the Chargers don't have that offensive. Like, I just, I don't know. It's it's tough because, man, let me say something really quick. So I love what I saw out of Mike Williams. You know, this is the Mike Williams yeah. that we see his talent every year. And if you ever watch him play, especially as a fantasy owner of Mike Williams, you're just terrified every time he catches the ball because he like jumps <laughs> right. 20 feet in the air and lands hard and always gets injured. But like he had a great game. Like he is one of those elite level receivers he's just never healthy to give it to you Mm -hmm. and i'll say if he's gonna you know put together several weeks of consistent 
high level play where he's a Keenan Allen level receiver, whoo, this offense could be special. So I, I'm just not betting on it because every time I bet on it, I lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but the talent is there. It's just, can the consistency and the durability be there? Um, to me, the answer is no. Like, I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Man, we could tie, but I think I'm going to go Chargers. All right. It It is also... Man, it's their home opener, and they're playing in their new stadium with fans for the first time. I can't discount any of that. Um, man, yeah, the Cowboys' defense just... It's bad. It's bad. It's bad, and I was high on the Chargers when we did our, our predictions for the season, and there's a part of me that wants to pick them to stand by that. Sure. So, yeah, we'll see. We might tie this week. All right. Two more games. Last ones. We have the Chiefs versus the Ravens. This is going to be a good game. Um, I think we've learned our lesson, though. We're not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. No, we're not. Uh, And, you know, if there was a team for me to pick against the Chiefs, it would be the Ravens. But I just think that the Chiefs are better. Uh, To me, I I love the Ravens. Obviously, you know, you lose on Monday night uh, in overtime, a game that you gave away. You're... yeah, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this Chiefs team, um, maybe I've said this before, it, it's perfect. It, it's it's not perfect because every team has imperfections and you'd like their running game to be more dominant. And you, But they can score whenever they want, as much as they want, and their defense makes enough big plays. They're not like a, a team that's going to stop you from getting yards, but they'll clamp down in the red zone and they do force turnovers. And so, you know, at the end of the game, you might have allowed 380 yards total. But, you know, if you how – many, how much did they hold their opponents to last week? Uh, Cleveland held them to 29. I mean, Cleveland's been a really good offense. So, you know, it, this is the same Cleveland team that scored, what, 40-something on the Steelers in the playoffs last year. Yep. You know, so 29 is respectable. And, you know, if you got Patrick Mahomes – you're hoping he's going to give you 30. So, you know, if Kansas City holds their opponent to 29, they're going to win most games. And, uh, you know, with Baltimore still trying to figure out their running game a little bit, even though I really liked what I saw, um, there's there's no room against Kansas City for weaknesses. There's no room right. for, I'm still figuring this out. Uh, Mark Andrews disappeared Monday night. Yep. Um, I liked what I saw of the receivers. So that was a positive. Mm-hmm. Um but but you need more than uh, you need more than what you got from the defense, specifically allowing 33 points for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if they allowed 33 points to the the Raiders, how many are they going to allow to the Chiefs? You know, that's right. how it feels. So right. it's not it doesn't always actually work out that way. But yeah, it's <laughs> right. it's you know it's Chiefs for me. Um, surprising for me to have Baltimore start 0 and 2, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, I I agree with you. I'm going with the Chiefs on this game. You know I'm not as high on the Ravens as you are. Um, I really did think that they were going to win that game last night. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it it's just – it is hard. It's hard to pick against the Chiefs when they look as good as they do and when they're such a good fourth-quarter team as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs. Last game, 
Monday Night Football, we had the Lions versus the Packers. Man, the Packers have got to redeem themselves in this game. The Lions, I will say, did not look as bad as I thought they were going to. Yeah, but you know what? For the Packers, you know what the best cure is for playing the Saints and getting whooped up on? Going home and beating the Lions. The Lions are a great great cure for that ailment <laughs> uh you know obviously hey the lions scored 33 points so all of a sudden we're a little more interested in the offense than we were maybe preseason yeah. um but this is a team that you know allowed 40 points i mean this is right. not a defense you're expecting anything from aaron right. Rodgers, if he puts up less than three touchdowns it'll be a big disappointment I would love to see Aaron Jones get get going. This is, uh, I think, a perfect opportunity for him to have 100 yards and maybe two scores. Um, you know, so fantasy football, you're starting every Packer that you have rostered. Yeah. Um, Robert Tunyon obviously was terrible if you started him. I think he had one catch. Um, you know, <sighs> you're not going to feel good starting him after a one-catch week. Uh, if you have to, I would start Robert Tunyon. I'm going to be making a, a choice this week uh, between Tunyon and Jared Cook for the Chargers, and I think I'm going to go Tunyon. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Jared Cook obviously had a better week one, uh, it's Detroit. Um, it was really interesting to see Detroit's running backs get so much work. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you had Swift have a great game, but then um, I always forget his first name, Williams. The He was the backup running back for the Packers. Um, Jamal. Jamal Williams, thank you. Uh, he was super involved, too. I think he had like 20 fantasy points. And so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Green Bay is clearly the better team. Obviously, didn't look like it in week one. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm not going to believe that all of the mystique and talent has disappeared in one game. And so give me the yeah. Packers, especially at home on national television, Monday night football. Let's say this though, Monica, if they lose this game on Monday night football, start and two in front of the world. Oh boy. Twitter's going to be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Man. I, you know what? I'm here for it. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it. But you just picked the Packers to win. Oh, I picked the Packers to win, but I want the drama. Okay. I, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. Well, we'll find out. So, okay, this week we're disagreeing on four. So we're going to have to talk about a tiebreaker. We may or may not need it. We'll see. Um. So we're disagreeing on... Giants-Washington, 49ers-Philadelphia, Titans-Seahawks, and Cowboys-Chargers. Well, here, let's just do this. Which of these games that we're disagreeing on are, like, the most evenly matched? So I'm looking at... I feel like Dallas-Los Angeles is, like, dead even, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? Um. I actually... I don't want to do the tiebreaker as Tennessee-Seattle, because personally, I honestly do think Seattle might win that game. Uh. So I don't want to do that one because I feel like you might get a free one off of that. Yeah, um, I, I'm fine with Cowboys. Well, let's talk about a tiebreaker and let them know next week. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds All right, good. friends. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Weekly Pickoff. Um, we're going to post our picks on there and then allow you to do the same. So we would love to see who you're picking to win these matchups in week two. 
Let's go. We're here for it. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week here at the Weekly Pickoff. Let's go, birds! <laughs>